0: Something has to change. Does that sound familiar? The disconnect just seems to be getting bigger, and you feel like you're growing farther and farther apart. How do we know if it's time to engage help to stop this distancing in our marriage? The struggles we face in our marriage are not an overnight issue. They're a compound of multiple little things over time. Making a decision to engage outside help of some capacity, it can be hard. And then add on the layer of the emotional aspect that it can also feel like we're admitting that our marriage feels a bit like it's failing or that we're admitting we may not actually want to stay in it. So it's not unreasonable for us to avoid this stage. But what if there was a different perspective here to consider and an invaluable life skill that can come from it? This is Divorce and Determined AF, the show that empowers women to make aligned decisions before, during, and beyond divorce. My name is Jamie Milam and I am determined to empower you to live the life you desire and deserve by making informed decisions and taking aligned action through the power of internal and external awareness. I assure you, you are not alone when it comes to feeling like something has to change in your marriage in order for you to find happiness again. And I'll share my story with you today on how that realization came to be, what the signs were, and what you'll get out of it for yourself regardless the outcome of your marriage. But before we get started, ladies, let me remind you that we are designing a space to help you navigate all sorts of aspects that divorce encompasses. Stay tuned to the end of the episode to learn how you can access all of these free resources. Now, let's get started. Divorce is an overwhelming process that most of us did not know how to navigate until we were in the thick of it, which can cost us a lot more time, money, and energy than necessary. Divorced and determined AF hopes to change that. I'm your host, Jamie Milam. I'm a realtor and a certified divorce specialist who not only works with divorcing couples when selling their home, but I am also divorced and I know firsthand how much having thorough resources would positively impact women for years to come. I'm bringing together fellow divorcees and experts working in the field to talk about this private taboo topic, all with the goal to help you feel prepared educated, assured, confident, and empowered to make informed decisions related to your divorce journey. So whether you're just now considering a divorce, in the midst of it, or are now navigating a new norm and are determined AF to do it your way, this is your safe space. You deserve it. We often don't realize how so much of the experiences of our younger years shape who we are becoming, what we need, and how we experience things as an adult. Actually, go check out episode 39 for more about that very topic. It's a good reminder that each and every one of us, we have different life experiences, and that shapes our very unique Perspectives and our approaches to the things that we face in our life. And I think it's an important reminder when covering a topic like this because what I share today isn't likely going to be describing your exact situation, but you may find similarities or even just resonate with the elements that I point out and what I was noticing about myself that helped me navigate a decision within my marriage. But my navigation process, it came from a deeper-rooted wiring that I wasn't even aware of at the time. Whether it's from those first years of our life that we have very little memory of, if any at all, or it's the years that we were developed enough to recall and subconsciously formed habits during those stages. Whichever it may be, nonetheless, Life's experiences shape how we perceive the world around us, how we seek out information, and how we process what we discover. Back in episode one, when uh, the show was originally determined AF, there's an episode, it's called Who Am I? I shared a bit about my backstory, about how I persevered through hardships, drug addiction, pregnancy, and... How I was really determined to build a better life for the sake of my son. There were a lot of tough times. In fact, from the age of 15 to 25 or so, it felt like that's about all there was for me. Tough times. With that, you tend to fall into survival mode. and That mode can become this default way of thinking and acting. It becomes hard to pivot from that. But it can be done, it just takes real intention and determination to do so. But even with a mindset pivot, it can be hard to identify between what feels good and what feels authentic and right and in alignment. Especially when you've known hard and tough for so long. When, when those tough years shape your experience, it can be really hard. Part of the desire to build a better life for my son was a desire to do things right. And I'm saying that using quotation marks. Uh, More like the sense of the societal version of right, the way that things are supposed to be done. That was kind of the vision that I had. Even though I felt like I had already started by doing things backwards, I mean, I already had a child, I had lived with a few different boyfriends over the years, most of which were unhealthy relationships, or they had even been abusive. But fast forward to 2012. I had just gotten out of an abusive relationship with an alcoholic. A few months had gone by, and... My high school crush was suddenly back in town, and he was in some of the circles that I knew. It didn't take long before our paths crossed, and I may have had a slight hand in trying to make that happen sooner than later. And what never had been good timing before finally started to look like it just might be good timing this time. We started dating in July of 2012, and before I knew it, I slipped right back into my old habit of cohabitating within the first month of us making it official, which was really only about two months in to us dating. At the time, it seemed to make sense. We were seeing each other every night. Why not just make this easier and more financially economical? It felt good. It really did. And the difference this time was... There wasn't any abuse. I mean, I genuinely felt his love. I felt his compliments. I felt like he really wanted to do things for us, to take care of us. I felt just a very different version of love. He he talked about his world travels and I was enamored with that. We talked about traveling the world together, having bigger and better experiences than the small town that I was living in, of course. We talked about taking my son somewhere with better opportunities. This was the first time in my life that I had actively trusted a potential partner enough to take care of us and believed in this dream life that we were discussing. And to this day, I'm so grateful that I felt that. I'm so grateful that I felt this trust in him to pick up my life from that small town and to move and to just trust him that we would figure things out. If it weren't for that, we, we wouldn't have moved. It got me out of this box that I felt that I was in, being in that same town where everyone knew everything, including all of my past mistakes, or that's what it felt like, at least. But like I said, I wanted to do things right? this time so i was very clear that i had a plan i mean i had a timeline type plan this has to happen first and then this and then that (laughs) and my plan was like i was on track to graduate college in the spring you know we had discussed wanting to move but i wouldn't do that until we were married i knew that no one would really travel for our wedding and i didn't want to get married until i graduated Partially because it was the right order of things to do. You know, it was the way that things should have been done or was supposed to be done. But also because it would have been too much to plan a wedding while also preparing for finals. And that was really important to me, obviously. We just kind of started to formulate this plan and to stick with this plan. And, and I've said this numerous times. You know, we treated each other the best that either of us had ever been treated up until that point in our lives he he had had his fair share of relationships not working out the way that he had hoped including two marriages that ended in divorce but but this it felt different for both of us we felt like we were active participants in creating this future life plan with one another felt like something that you know we could i could actually start to imagine and embrace and of course that year of graduating college and planning a wedding and going on an actual honeymoon this was all full of highs and new experiences and a lot of planning I mean, I was planning and preparing to take my finals. I was planning a wedding. We were planning our honeymoon. And then, you know, we were planning on, okay, well, where are we going to go and look at to explore where we might want to move to? I.e., when you are go, go, going and you're planning for the future, how much are you really taking time to slow down and be in the present? And to use that time to dig deeper into one another and understand where each other truly came from and what experiences shaped us. What are the stories behind the way that we perceive things and the way that we respond and react to things? But what did I know? I certainly didn't know anything about pausing and thinking that part through. What I knew was this felt good. It made sense after all at least this time, I could see a future with a man, with this man. And we did. We soon moved to Charlotte just five months after our wedding. And now we found ourselves entering into a new phase of adjusting. Any struggles that we faced between us, it just seemed easily explained away by these new seasons of adjustments that we were experiencing. Any friction, it just kind of seemed like, well, it makes sense because we've got all this stress on us. You know, we're trying new things. We're, we're adjusting. We're settling in. I mean, both of us had new jobs. In fact, eight new jobs between the two of us that first year in Charlotte. Now, one of those jobs for me landed me a role that presented entirely new experiences that i had never imagined possible which included being able to actually afford to buy our first home just a year later and so some of these experiences they were eye opening they were mindset expanding and they were showing me bigger things that i actually wanted to work towards like a house or you know bigger investment opportunities just bigger vacations life experiences You know, this role, it presented a lifestyle that I'd never really known could be possible for someone like me. And some of these experiences were just unhealthy, eventually leading me to leave that role and jump into real estate and build a business in this space. Now, I want to say when you have experienced challenging years especially due to what feels like your own mistakes or negative choices like drug addiction, rape, losing everything, starting over, abusive relationships, struggling to make ends meet or not choosing the healthiest of decisions, you know, depending on the different environments you are in. When you get used to things being difficult, you come to somewhat expect it when that's all you've experienced. When you put your head down and decide to push through the difficult because you expect difficult, it's not easy to recognize when something's not just difficult, but instead it's really far out of alignment. And when you haven't had the modeling for healthy inner reflection, for healthy communication and for deep, intimate, emotional connection. It's not easy to recognize when it's not there because you haven't ever had any modeling for what it's like when it is there. But sometimes there's small indicators, even when you haven't had the modeling. And the truth is there was some damage done in my role prior to real estate, damage done in my marriage. I made mistakes. The gap between my husband and I, it got bigger. The distance was becoming something that was hard to bridge. And as an attempt to come back together, we decided to go on a trip for our fifth year wedding anniversary. This was in 2019 and I had now been in the real estate industry for a little over a year And I had started to step into spaces that were showing me ways how to improve my communication skills, which is kind of a necessity for client communication in the real estate industry. Uh, And I had started to step into ways to notice my mindset and how to regain control to shift my own perspectives. Now, I was by no means a master of this, but I was really starting to be exposed to it and things were starting to take off in my career and I knew it was only going to get better, which meant that we really had some things that we needed to be able to come back together on. And so we decided that we really needed some time to get away. We needed to reconnect with each other and that's where the decision to go to Destin for our fifth year anniversary just seemed to be like a really good timing for this. Uh, This was something that I had always wanted to do we had not yet really done anything monumental to celebrate any of our anniversaries. So year five kind of seems appropriate. So we decided to drive there from Charlotte to Destin, which is nine hours. So we would plenty of time to talk, y'all. Now, I want you to imagine really quickly that if you have any tension in your marriage, nine hours is a very long time to be in the car. But whenever you're trying to reconnect with each other, nine hours is a really good amount of time to try to do this. And as an effort to put myself in a space that my husband valued, I tried to put together an exercise about finances that would help me look at money differently and to be able to participate in uh, a conversation with him about money and our marital finances. Money just wasn't a comfortable conversation for me. And it certainly wasn't any different in our marriage. And a lot of that has to do with my own past experiences. That deep-rooted wiring that we have that our life experiences bring to us. So I knew I wanted to change that. So I put in effort to find some exercises that would help me see finances in a new light. So that maybe we could work on some financial goals together. What a anniversary gift, right? (laughs) Well, two things happened on that trip. The first, I got very, very drunk. So drunk that I didn't remember the night. But, unfortunately, there were pictures. And those pictures were not pretty. I took one look at these pictures that were on my phone, and I saw immediately in my face how drunk I was. It honestly, it was a gut punch. It was not a good look. And it worried me, if I'm honest. The second thing that happened on that trip is we did the financial goal exercise. And on paper, our goals looked just about the same what we wanted to achieve and and why, what we thought it would do for us and our family. Our strategies and reasoning though, they seemed to be far off. I I struggled. We had a hard time coming to an effective conversation about how we could achieve these goals. Granted, the goals that we wanted to achieve were similar, but we couldn't seem to agree on how to achieve them or why these philosophies or strategies might work. I just I couldn't wrap my head around how we could want the same thing on paper, but we couldn't effectively communicate about it without having such tension, without it feeling like wrong versus right. And that was really frustrating. But on the drive back, he said to me that this was one of the best weekends he had had with me in a long time. And he said how the sex on that night was the best that we had had in a long time. And I struggled with this, y'all. I really, really did. I didn't even remember the sex. So how could it have been the best? And how is that version of me the most fun you had had with me? And how could it be One of the best weekends when we can't even communicate about our future in a healthy, aligned way. So my head was kind of spinning with all of these questions as I was trying to do some inner reflection and kind of stumbling through that. Well, we got back from Dustin and I was scheduled to leave the following week to head back to Oklahoma for a music festival that my girlfriends and I would attend each year together. And so that's what I did. And I vividly remember standing there listening to Carter Sampson, cute as could be on that stage, singing her song, Wild Ride. And the lyrics, they were just hitting hard. Hold on tight it's going to be a wild ride. I won't let go if you won't let go too. Hold my ankle so I don't float away. Tell me all the things I need you to say. Now, I had my shades on and tears were just streaming down my face behind those sunglasses. And the song ends with these words. I can laugh and cry at the same time. That can be hard to handle. I can never gonna be a wild ride I won't let go if you won't let go too y'all my heart was telling me it was time to do something to get us back on track and what we had tried by taking the trip together it clearly really hadn't fulfilled this space that I felt like I needed for us So when I returned home to Charlotte at the end of September, I decided that it's probably time to reach out to a therapist. So I approached my husband and told him that I thought we needed to see someone to help us to get back on track. Now, I did this on October 2nd. I reached out to a marriage therapist that was referred to me with the goal to meet with the therapist individually first before diving right into couples therapy. Then by the end of that month, my husband met with her as well individually. And the beginning of November, we mutually decided that we were ready to start couples therapy and do the work together. Now, I want to say this. I am very, very grateful to have had a spouse who was willing to take this step. I know that not everyone has that in their partner. And I certainly do credit him for agreeing that we needed help in areas that we weren't able to do on our own and for choosing to participate in this work together. But what I really want to highlight here are the emotions that I was noticing leading up to this decision to seek professional help. Maybe there's something here that can resonate with you. So let me pull those out from the story that I've just told you. First, I was intentional on our anniversary trip to connect with him on a topic that he wanted us to communicate on that was difficult for me the finances. I recognized that there was this marital topic that we weren't having the best communication on, and if my career was going to take off, then we would need to be able to effectively communicate here together. And I needed to acknowledge my part in that disconnect and to take action to control my side. So I took time to seek out resources in advance that were presenting finances in a way that I could understand and find a workbook that would work through those things that we had wanted to address. So I was taking an active approach to connect with him on something that was hard for me, but important to him. This was a good thing. We both willingly and somewhat excitedly participated in that conversation, which was another good thing. But for us, I don't think that we had the skills to first understand each other's backstory with and around money we may have had the same goals on paper and yet we couldn't seem to communicate agreeably on how to get there i think that would always be the case if we don't first come from curiosity to know the stories behind our individual viewpoints to be able to better understand one another and what makes up our perspectives to then be able to have a sense of empathy and understanding of where somebody's coming from and maybe why that strategy or approach is important to them, what kind of feeds into that. Because only then can we begin to see that it's a historical perspective and not a matter of right versus wrong way. I did not know that then. All I knew was that we weren't communicating effectively and I knew that had to change for me to see myself in this for the next 40 plus years of my life and since I had taken a proactive approach to trying to improve our effective communication i.e. the workbook approach around our finances and that didn't work the way that I had hoped then maybe I needed outside assistance now There was another emotion. I had a mirror held up for me around my drinking, like literally through some photos that he had taken with my phone that I just didn't have a recollection of at all. This made me reflect on, one, why did I find it necessary to get that intoxicated on our special trip? And two, why is that a version of me that he had the most fun with? I I found myself in my head trying to figure all of this out. Did I have to drink that much in order to connect or to have fun with my spouse? Was I trying to escape? Was I trying to disassociate? Was this the only way that I could let loose? And I clearly didn't want to be that way in order for someone to feel connected to me. I mean, hell, I want to remember good times and I want to feel like an active participant in the good time. So did this mean that the healthier version of me wasn't what he liked anymore? Was this a me thing or was this an us thing? And no, I did not have the answers at that time. I was more in this space of I don't have the energy to argue anymore. And I just wanted to get through that drive, get home, and prepare for my girl's trip. So rather than continuing to hash it out on our drive back, it just kind of turned into a lockdown mode. And in my head, I'm like, I'm in a table this and have to figure it out later. And then finally, there was the realization while listening to that song to have emotions hit me so clearly that was tied to my marriage while at a music festival where I felt like things should have been happy and go lucky and everything just kind of light and fun, instead my body was giving me a sign. I mean, let me be very clear. I did not know to recognize that as my body is giving me a sign at that time. But I'm telling you now, that's exactly what it was. Those tears coming down my face, that emotional wave that came over me. I am so glad that somewhere inside there was this little voice saying to me, it's time. I knew I needed help to navigate this. There was no other way that I could get an answer to that. Was this a me thing or an us thing without some help? If that was even the answer that I really needed or not, it didn't matter. I just knew that it was time to try something different. Having a space to slow down enough and be forced to start each therapy session with a little meditation and getting centered in my body was the start of a practice that I really needed. And then that little voice slowly speaking up more and more, saying more things to me during the process of therapy. These were all things that I really needed, that I hadn't learned how to do yet. It was helping me listen to myself and my body a little more each step of the way. Learning to connect with myself first, to notice even the frustrations or the disconnects enough so that I could bring those into a therapy session. These would be the baby steps y'all. And there would be many more to come now. I didn't tell him that I thought we should engage a marriage therapist because we needed their help to decide to split up or not. No, I proposed it because I wanted to improve my marriage. I wanted it to work out. I wanted that for me. I wanted that for my son. I wanted that for our family. I wanted to know that I had tried all that I could. And I really wanted to honor that voice inside me. And to take action. And to put us on a path that would allow us to connect better. And to allow us ultimately to be happier. I didn't do it thinking, oh, well, then we're going to get divorced. I did it because I wanted it to be a benefit for us, right? So engaging outside help to me wasn't thinking, oh God, this means that we're failing. It means, no, I need help succeeding. That is a mindset shift perspective that you can have. But I hope the takeaway that you get here is that if there's a little voice saying something has to change, listen to it. Start to explore your options. Whether or not you have a partner who is willing to participate or not, do what you can control, which is start with yourself. I'm here to tell you, it's the only way through any of this. When the emotions are too high and things feel just so disconnected, listen to that. Find spaces and support that help you connect with yourself. That help you strengthen the skills of identifying emotions and the stories behind them. That help you explore them safely in a safe space. It might be a podcast like this that acts like a reminder or an inspiration with some tactical tips that you can walk away with. It might be a book. It might be an online program. And it might be a licensed therapist. Just start. And stay committed to making a change for you, my friend. Because no matter what the outcome is in your marriage from the action that you take, the one thing I can tell you is that you'll be taking steps toward honoring yourself to taking action to caring for your inner needs to listening to that inner voice that says you need to do something different that my friends is an invaluable life skill that you'll want to continue to strengthen that you can take with you anywhere through any season and that will support you in feeling peace without being reliant on anyone else to create it for you. All right, ladies, let's go through a quick recap. I wanna reiterate here that the signs that we each experience that could be pointing to it being time to take action and engage support in our marriage are all going to be very different. They're often compounded over time and they come to a head at some point. But to recap my three things that were clear signs for me because they all happened within a week's time was first, We had poor communication especially on key marital topics and growth initiatives which could be symptoms of misaligned values and that poor communication was present even with the highest of intentions to do better the second well some self-reflection that my behavior my drinking may be telling me something about my ability to connect with my husband and made me question our connection to one another if he truly enjoyed a version of me that i wasn't happy with and the third my body was giving me literal signs of emotional reaction. My gut was trying to break through and get my attention in some way, telling me it was time to engage some support. The key here, friends, is that even though we may have similar or different signs, we won't know what they are or if they are even present if we are not taking the time to become aware of and in with ourselves first. Friend, it starts from within. It always starts within. Now, if you want access to a multitude of divorce-related resources, then visit peaceofminddivorce.info now and sign up for free so that you can access our full resource library. And if you're determined AF, like me, to get really in tune with your gut and your core self so that you can live the life that you truly deserve, then I hope you'll stick around and stay on this journey with me week after week.